Medical Specialists Associates, making medical education more accessible. My name is Christopher Viscopoulos of Medical Specialist Associates, and thanks for joining me on this fun and important topic of vitamin and mineral supplementation in alcohol withdrawal patients. Now, I think that this is a very high yield topic because with really minor modifications to the current treatment that we're providing for these patients, we can have much better outcomes. I also want to state that this particular talk here is going to be abbreviated. My slides, as well as a review paper of this topic that goes much more in depth is available on our website. But here, I just wanna talk about the highlights and keep it around 10 minutes or so because it's just easier to digest if it's shorter. So what are some of the really important difficulties that we wanna recognize and address in this talk? Well, really the crux of this talk is really gonna be about the banana bag. It's really time to retire the banana bag. And that's because we only supply 100 milligrams of thiamine in the banana bag per day, and that's nowhere near the amount that we need. We're also not supplying anywhere near the amount of magnesium that we need. Also, some particular banana bags don't often enough contain dextrose-containing solutions. And I'm going to talk a bit about alcoholic ketoacidosis and how that can be a cause of mortality. And so really, what are we afraid of? Well, what we're afraid of here is Wernicke's encephalopathy. And so as we can see here in this carve out box right here, it's confusion, memory disturbances, coma, ataxia, and eye disorders. Now, the reason why this is such an important topic you know, to mention in alcohol withdrawal patients is because autopsy studies of alcohol withdrawal patients show that this has a prevalence of 12.5%. I mean, that's huge. And ultimately what we want to do is we want to avoid them converting over into Kosakoffs. And think of this as you start off with Wernicke's to where maybe some of the altered mental status is temporary. Kosakoff is permanent um, to where 80% of patients with Wernicke's can develop acute uh, or I'm sorry, long-term Kosakoff syndrome. And this is typified by memory deficits, both anterograde and retrograde. And when these individuals can't remember something what they do is they confabulate. And so we want to avoid these things. And so let's just jump straight into it with thiamine because this is probably the, the most important aspect of this particular talk. And so we need higher dosages of thiamine. And so why is the reason why we need higher doses of thiamine? Well, one, we need to supply it IV. It is very poorly absorbed. And when it is poorly absorbed, you're only going to get about maybe 30 milligrams in uh, of a dose if you take a PO dose, regardless of what the dose you give, how high it is. But even then, when you supply it IV, it is rate limited to how fast it can get into the brain. So it can only occur as fast as with this you know, active transport mechanism of 0.3 micrograms per hour per gram of brain. That's not very quick, and that's not what we want. Now, luckily enough, this active transport mechanism is not the only mechanism. You can get uh, more thiamine into the brain via passive diffusion. However, this is why we're talking about higher dosages of thiamine, because when you have much higher dosages of thiamine in the blood, 
then you have that concentration uh, gradient, and then you can have more thiamine go into the brain passively. And this is what we want. So now really, why do we want those high dosages? Well, because in a landmark series from Boston here, patients treated with only 100 milligrams of IV thiamine resulted in only 16% of patients having complete recovery, whereas 84% of the cohort went on to develop Kosakoff syndrome and suffered from long-term neurological impairments. So clearly 100 milligrams is not doing it. And that's why we need the higher dosages again to provide not only better treatment, but get that high dose plasma level for passive diffusion into the brain. Now, in addition to supplying higher dosages so that we can more have the, the passive diffusion in, we also wanna supply it more regularly. And this is because of the pharmacokinetics of thiamine. So thiamine is rapidly excreted into the urine. It only has a plasma half-life of approximately 1.5 and initial levels return to normal within six to 12 hours or so of a single dose. So not a problem. All that means is that we should supply this Q8 hours um, so that we counteract some of the pharmacokinetic effects. So what we recommend is a dose of 500 milligrams IV Q8 hours for three days. And that is supported by the current Royal College of Physicians report. Now, this is important not only to prevent the neurological uh, impairments, but also to impact mortality. Some individuals might say something like, oh, there's a fear of uh, anaphylaxis, but the current data really doesn't support that. It is a very rare phenomenon, and this shouldn't hold us back from treating the majority of patients um, that need it. So folate, you know, for the most part, we're supplying enough folate. You really only have to give one milligram of folate 1,000 micrograms per day, and do that for several days. We recommend five days. And that actually is the dose most commonly in banana bags. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because it seems like most people are doing that right. But a, another topic that's huge is magnesium. And the reason why is because in this patient population, there is a huge uh, incidence of hypomagnesemia. These individuals lose magnesium. And why is that important? Well, because Magnesium and thiamine for one are interconnected via enzymatic processes. What that means that is that if you have low magnesium level, and even if you're supplying the appropriate thiamine levels, you might not get the benefit of the thiamine because you need the magnesium as a cofactor as well. Now, another reason, which maybe is not, not talked about enough, is that in individuals with chronic alcoholism, what you get is well-known downregulations of GABA receptors. But what you also get is upregulation of NMDA receptors. And it's this upregulation of NMDA receptors that gives rise to a hypersympathetic state. So that agitated delirium that we see um, uh, in alcohol withdrawal patients, as well as an increase in seizure incidence. Now, it just so happens that magnesium is a natural NMDA receptor antagonist. And so that's huge. You get the huge benefit of decreased withdrawal symptoms, as well as decreased risk of seizures. So in addition to reducing the rate of seizures, as well as withdrawal symptoms, you also have the added benefit of decreasing things such as atrial fibrillation when they're having their hypersympathetic state and trisod to point. And so that's just added benefit to our treatment. Now, it's important to note that these individuals are so depleted in magnesium that just giving a single high dose is not enough. You have to supply it over several days. And in general, what we recommend is a dose of five grams on day one for a male, 
four grams for a female on day one, followed then over the next three days of three grams per day for a male for the next three days, and usually around two grams per day for females. Now, you do need to keep in mind someone's kidney function. You need to track their GFR, and you do need to keep in mind their current level of their magnesium and their serum. But normally, maybe we would focus on a magnesium level of, say, of two or so, and then treat accordingly. In this patient population, it appears to be more beneficial to target higher dosages of magnesium, maybe 2.2 to 2.5 or so, because again, we're trying to prevent those withdrawal symptoms as well as the seizures, uh, as well as some of the other cardiac uh, arrhythmias. So a multivitamin is added in a banana bag, and we're not necessarily opposed to that. Now, these individuals can, prevent, can present with severe nutritional deficiency states and rather rarer nutritional deficiency states, such as scurvy or pellagra, and maybe other um, rare disorders. And so adding a multivitamin or other maybe trace minerals is not a bad idea. We can't necessarily show you papers that say that this is you know, beneficial and clinical outcomes improve X, Y, and Z, but we're just saying that we're not seeing the harm in adding this. It's also difficult to do those studies because you're you know, adding multiple vitamins, multiple minerals, and testing for multiple disease states. But again, we don't see the harm, and so therefore we recommend it. But one thing that's really important about to talk about is the IV fluids that you uh, choose to give. And so many chronic alcohol withdrawal patients may present in a starved state that begets alcoholic ketoacidosis. And the reason why this is so important is that in alcohol ketoacidosis, in this situation, it's again underrecognized, and it may represent the cause of mortality in up to 7% of chronic alcoholic users. That's a rather big number when we talk about things such as mortality. And then when we look at a comparison of dextrose-containing uh, uh, solution versus salt-containing fluids, it suggests that acidosis is resolved more quickly in patients that are receiving dextrose. And so on average, taking together the entire clinical picture of an individual, say if they're a brittle diabetic, et cetera, et cetera, it appears as if using dextrose-containing solutions is more beneficial. So to sum up our, our, our points here for this talk, our take-home points are is get rid of the banana bag. It's not supplying effective treatment. Really what you want is a thiamine dose of 500 milligrams IV Q8 hours, and you want to supply it for at least three days of dosing. We recommend actually three days of dosing. Um, magnesium dosing needs to be higher as well. Again, we recommend on average approximately five grams for male on day one and four grams for a female on day one, followed by three grams for a male and two grams for a male every day, a female every day for the next three days. Folate is usually adequately treated currently right now with approximately one milligram per day for several days. We recommend five days. And we recommend that dextrose-containing fluid in the majority of patients, again, to treat alcoholic ketoacidosis um, and to prevent possible mortality from that complication. And then also consider adding a multivitamin, possibly other trace minerals. Again, we see only benefit and we don't really see a harm in using this. For more information on this topic or to go more in depth, please visit our website where you'll see a great review paper on this topic. Thanks for joining me. For more information, please visit our website at www.med-specialists.net. You can also find us on YouTube as Medical Specialists Associates. Thanks for listening.